AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Bharat Sharma. Bharat is the Executive Director of Data Science and Engineering for Athena Health. Bharat, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi, JP. Bharat, uh, let's start with yourself. You've got quite an interesting background. So could you start by just talking us through your journey in technology, Uh, where you got started, what first got you interested, and give us a, a brief insight into some of the interesting roles you've held along the way just before joining Athena. So I got interested in computers at an early age. Then I was lucky to get into one of the top schools in India, uh, IIT for computer science and engineering. After that, came to US for my master's with a thesis on genetic algorithms, which really was my first uh, exposure to AI. After school, my industry journey has been very diverse from switching packets in a networking startup to working on fault-tolerant additions to Linux kernel, to working on a V1.0 real-time shared storage solution now used by broadcasters all over the world. Uh, After that, developing one of the first data tiering and workflow migration to public cloud solutions at Dell EMC. And then at my previous job at AWS, getting some real hands-on experience with massive-scale distributed systems, cloud-based services, DevOps, and really my first exposure to application of machine learning to real-world problems. I'm currently at Athena Health, uh, where I helped bootstrap the the machine learning and cloud-based data platform organizations and services. Thank you for the background, Bharat. Really appreciate it. Um, So two questions for you. First and foremost, can you give uh, people who are not familiar with Athena Health a brief overview of the organization, what they do, and then talk to us about your role as the Executive Director of Data Science and Data Engineering? So Athena Health partners with uh, physicians, hospitals, healthcare systems, and payers to improve clinical and financial performance. So basically provide full end-to-end healthcare solutions. And we do this through three families of products. First one is Athena One, which is our cloud-based SaaS platform that provides RevCycle, EHR systems, patient engagement, and care coordination support on a single network. The other one is Athena Flex, which offers on-premise and cloud-based RCM and clinical workflows. And finally, Hippocrates, which is a clinical decision support app for providers at the point of care and beyond. Specifically for my role, I'm part of the organization which is responsible for machine learning efforts, data platforms where we gather massive amount of data in a single platform and data analytic solutions. Uh, all of these targeted for internal and external users. Excellent. Thank you for that. Um, so what I'd love to do now is, is just have you give us a, a brief uh, background of from your time joining Athena, uh, some of the, the interesting challenges you guys worked on early on um, introducing AI and data science and what the impact that was to the business. Yeah, so we, we started a machine learning journey at Athena around three plus years ago. And and this really has been a great experience from, from business perspective, technic, 
technology side and customer integration perspective. Uh, as you know, JP, there are wide ranging opinions in industry around machine learning, uh, ranging from from a cure all to all problems to to a full dismissal of ML capabilities. So we knew at the beginning of this journey at Athena that for successful adoption of machine learning at, at a large company, uh, we first really needed to build confidence within the company by, by really showing application of machine learning to solve a very tangible business problem for our customers. And then after the success, then accelerate our machine learning efforts from there. So yeah, with that, with that framing in mind, uh, the first problem we decided to tackle was a clinical document processing workflow. And in fact, our machine learning based automation of this workflow has been discussed uh, in a Harvard Business Review publication as well. So the challenge is, uh, despite nearly 100% adoption of EHR or electronic health records in US, around 75% of exchange of medical records and documents between healthcare entities still happens uh, surprisingly via faxes. So to help our clients, uh, Athena captures various information from clinical faxes, and we attach this information to the EHR uh, record information. To give you some perspective, we, we process more than 150 million faxes per year, and the number is, is only growing. So back in 2017, Athena was spending approximately 2.3 million man hours annually and uh, in processing these faxes. And with the fax volume estimated to grow by double digits, this would have cost us about 3.3 million man hours in 2022. Obviously, the model of using humans for extracting and entering this fax information was clearly not a sustainable model, both from scale as well as operational cost perspective. So also, as we did not find a solution in the market which better needs are on automation, this was really the big problem we decided to automate in-house. Uh, and our goal was to automate this full end-to-end -end workflow using machine learning. So this overall clinical document processing workflow is broken into various stages. And for every one of these stages, we worked on different NLP techniques, uh, mostly using deep learning models to to really understand the content of these documents and then run these faxes through a chain of models which are deployed in cloud. So with these models now in cloud, uh, we have now automated various steps of this document processing workflow, uh, all the way from uh, like classification, patient provider information extraction, uh, medi medication information extraction, et cetera. And this automation of this workflow has resulted in significant cost savings for the company but also very importantly helped us develop some very strong expertise in the deep learning and the modeling area. And at the same time, ensuring that we keep the highest bar in following the data privacy standards. So as an example, uh, one of our NLP models, deep learning based model extracts the patient information uh, from these faxes, runs at an accuracy of greater than 99.97%. And the only way to achieve such a very high accuracy is through very strong ML expertise we develop and obviously multiple model iterations to get to that particular point. That's an incredible impact to have so early on, and I'm sure that achieved the goal of, of gaining confidence in, in the senior leadership. So um, when you look back at that, what was the, the end result in terms of man hours saved and you know workforce saved? And, and is there a way to quantify how much money that saved Athena Health? 
we have done a good job in quantifying the benefits here, and uh, this has resulted in significant time savings where some of these documents uh, can go through a full chain of these models at, at, at a very high accuracy, and there is no humor because we have very high confidence on the model predictions. Uh, for other set of predictions where the accuracy is a little bit low, uh, there is a very specific time uh, saving discussion here because the humans which are now processing the faxes uh, can only focus on a part of the facts where our model confidence prediction scores are low. So this has resulted in either a full automation of very high, high confidence prediction to a very significant time savings where some of the predictions across the chain of models may not have a very high confidence value. Amazing, amazing. So that was obviously where you started, um, and obviously it, it's grown massively since then. Um, could you give us some insight into uh, the specific projects and, and, and the challenges that you're currently working on within the business? Yeah, absolutely. So I do want to point out where, uh, as you know, where a small fraction of real-world machine learning systems actually constitute machine actual machine learning code. So, so while we were developing this deep data science expertise, uh, we also made investments in the machine learning infrastructure side of things also, right? So for example, now we have what we call a machine learning platform, which allows container-based deployments of models, A-B testing in production, and model inference uh, running at scale in the cloud. Uh, the, the beauty of this solution is the whole inherent complexity of the platform and the models is hidden by a very simple API layer with very, very specific SLAs that allows the customers to integrate easily uh, uh, using machine learning as service. Additionally, we are a strong believer that AI is not possible without IA, IA being information architecture. So in parallel to developing our ML expertise, we also worked hard in getting a cloud-based data lake in production, uh, which is now running at scale, where we can gather data from a lot of different sources into one single big data lake, which then becomes uh, as an input for high-quality training data sets for our ML models. So with these investments uh, and, and with this big win in the document process, uh, document process automation, this is when we started engaging on other efforts uh, more focused towards continued operational improvements and cost reduction, especially in the ref cycle space. So for a, as an example, uh, we have machine learning models in production now, which, which are now setting intelligent alarms when a, when a claim comes in. Uh, and the alarms basically tell us during the life cycle of the claim, when do we need to follow up on the claim if the reimbursement hasn't come in? We are also working on uh, the first phase of our front desk automation workflow using computer vision and NLP techniques uh, where we can scan insurance card, use NLP and computer vision to pull relevant information out of insurance card, and then use that information to automate the full check-in workflow. And we're also looking into automating a lot of the healthcare code identification for a medical encounter, again, using some very interesting NLP uh, uh, techniques using deep learning models. Thank you, Bharat. I really appreciate you you giving us some insight into the current projects that you're working on internally. Um, I, I'd love to to learn more about how the data science and machine learning is is improving uh, experience on the customer side. So for um for people who are using the platform for for overall healthcare patients, could you give us some insight into some of the work that you and your team are uh, focusing on now and how that's going to further improve uh, patient care? 
So we, we actually are now engaged in working on improving the phys physician experience using machine learning. Our, our goal is to save physician time by automating the administrative work with machine learning, freeing them uh, to do what really matters the most, which is providing high quality healthcare for, for people like you and me. So in this, in this area, we started with machine learning driven clinical inbox prioritization, where we can help prioritize the inbox uh, for our physicians. Uh, and now we are working on a long-term thesis that voice starting with dictation and then patient doctor conversations will be the key to machine learning driven enhanced phys physician experience. As we continue to move forward on these pro uh, on these machine learning efforts, uh, in a long-term horizon, as our customers become comfortable with using machine learning driven voice and text capabilities, we do want to think about surfacing uh, diagnosis assertions uh, and related areas. However, our thinking is our thinking is very clear here. We want machine learning to be a helper, uh, a suggestion provider to our to our to our physicians, and not a replacement. The human expertise is very critical here, and augmenting that with machine learning driven insights makes it a very very powerful tool for our physicians. So as as you could see, that it has been a it has been a quite a journey and the more exciting times to follow. And none of this would have been possible without the continued collaboration with the customers and stakeholders here. Yeah, and, and it's great to, to hear that um, you're thinking customer force and the impact to physicians in freeing up the man hours, making the technology more accessible and user friendly, which allows them to, to focus on the, the their core mission, which is uh, patient care. Um, but I, I would love to to learn about the, what the journey has been from the early adoption of machine learning into Athena Health and how you've scaled it to be a, a fairly sizable team and function now. And, and most importantly, some of the challenges that you faced along the way when when scaling up um, such a complex team. Yeah, so as we, as we discussed, in addition to framing the right business problems uh, to solve and focusing on machine learning infrastructure and data infrastructure in, in parallel with the core data science. The, the important lessons we learned uh, organizationally and culturally, there are some very important aspects to keep in mind for successful introduction and adoption of machine learning at a company. So the first one is, is to really decentralize the decision-making process here and make it more and more data-driven. So as an example, here at Athena, we have data scientists and product managers who are working closely, very closely with the customers to identify potential machine learning opportunities, uh, help define the business ROI and the roadmap, all part of a decentralized approach. And then this decentralized decision making becomes a very key input into what does our global priority looks like and identification and successful completion of machine learning problems. The second thing is, is really fail fast and, and be agile and experimental. So as you know, JP, where software engineering now is all about, about agile delivery, and especially with machine learning projects, the, the need for rapid experimentation and prototyping is becoming more and more important at this point. So what we've done is we have established a POC or a proof of concept process where 
within a week or within weeks or a month, we, we have a very good idea if the business problem is a worthwhile machine learning problem to pursue or not. And if we believe uh, based on this quick POC, the machine learning problem is a worthwhile problem to pursue, then we put all the energy behind it to make sure that we uh, scale up both the model quality as well as the productionalization aspect here. Culturally, it's very important. Uh, it's very critical to create an environment where it is okay to fail. Uh, However, we do have to look into failing fast. And also, what are the key lessons which are which we are learning as a part of this effort? Finally, there is a there's a big cultural shift that is needed to move from uh, siloed work to a cross-discipline collaboration. So again, as an example, for our machine learning efforts, we are working very closely with, with pretty much every division at the company with very close alignment from grassroots engineering to alignment all the way up to senior and executive leadership to ensure that we are successfully applying machine learning uh, at some very tangible problems at the company. Data is obviously a big part of machine learning workflow, or it's probably the most important part of the machine learning workflow. And early and close collaboration with subject matter experts in these domains who really understand the data is something which is very, very important uh, to make sure that we are successful in our machine learning efforts. So, so to sum it all, uh, in addition to investments in technology, uh, framing of business problem, the key aspect of scale of machine learning uh, at a company is really around cultural changes around rapid experimentation and more and more closer collaboration with stakeholders, subject matter experts, and customers here. Thank you for that, Parat. Um so looking back on, on the journey from from when you started early implementation and um, scaling the team obviously getting the balance of of, of skill set and technology but then bringing in the people um as, as you've been heavily involved in not just the the, the strategy and, and architecture but also the the leadership of, of the various teams could you give us some insight into what you learned and how you went about building uh, the the perfect mix of, of data science machine learning and as you interviewed uh, potential employees what are the key things that you look for yeah so the obviously the finding the right people uh, is is very key to the success so the key aspects for us is we are looking for cultural fit as well as uh, a technical fit. So culturally making sure that we are looking for people who work very well within within a team uh, and also are very collaborative working across the teams. Uh, basically a, a great fit for our cultural and leadership principles. That's something which is very important for us. In addition to cultural, we, we are obviously looking for people with uh, deep expertise and uh, we are looking for we look for data scientists where uh, having some very hands-on uh, experience in developing NLP techniques using deep learning and other modeling techniques uh, is important for us. But also we also look at this whole process holistically where what we follow is really the full end-to-end -end ML DevOps, right? So our our data scientists and machine learning engineers are engaged all the way from uh, understanding the data, working with SMEs. Doing the data polls, a lot of data engineering, uh, data cleansing, data wrangling, to multiple, multiple model iterations, looking at what's happening in industry, all the way to model deployment, uh, and making sure that operationally the model is actually doing the right things. So we do value engineers and data scientists who not only have deep experience on the 
data modeling side or the ML modeling side, but also have experience in this full ML uh, ML ops lifecycle as well. So to add to that, Bharat, as as you've hired many people, both on a, a skill set um, and culture fit, what advice could you offer to the next generation? So uh, junior data scientists, junior machine learning engineers um, who are either transitioning from academia to industry or in an early role and are looking to progress their career. Um, what advice and, and guidance could you offer them to help them along the way? Sure. Uh, so a couple of thoughts here. So. There's, there's obviously a large number of frameworks which which have done a great job in accelerating development of machine learning projects. But I would advise all aspiring data scientists to, to spend time understanding the mathematics behind these models. Getting an understanding of what happens beneath the covers really give you the appreciation, a true appreciation of the power of machine learning, but also helps you be a better data scientist. Additionally, there's there's obviously a lot of great online courses. Spend time with those, but end of the day, nothing beats writing actual code. Um, so if you're looking for ways to get started, go and look at some of the data science competitions at Kaggle as an example. Finally, uh, as we have seen, the, the software delivery or the software lifecycle process has really moved to end-to-end -end DevOps at this point. There is a corresponding shift we are seeing on the machine learning workflows to MLOps as well. So my recommendation would be keep an eye on it. If there is any opportunity to get experience in that area, go for it. Because we'll see there is a more and more demands for machine learning engineers who again have full end-to-end -end experience with the ML lifecycle development process at this point. Some great pieces of advice there. So thank you for that. Um, for our final question, um, you've previously worked with some amazing organizations like Dell, EMC, and Amazon, and, and now at Athena Health, looking ahead to what's in store, what are you most excited about uh, for the future of, of Athena Health um, uh, in machine learning, data science, but also the industry as a whole? As we've seen some very successful applications of machine learning in healthcare, a uh, lot of that initial confidence we needed to build, uh, I think we're over, over that particular hump. And I'm very excited to see more and more acceleration of adoption of machine learning, both on the operational and the cost reduction side of things. But as we discuss more and more applicability in how do we use machine learning to continue to improve the physician experience? And again, I'm not talking about so-called moonshots and creative diagnosis and things like that. I'm talking about small things we can do in through intelligent voice assistance and things we can do with machine learning, NLP, and auto-populating EHR fields using patient node unstructured information. These things we can do, again, just reduces a lot of the administrative burden which our physicians have, and again, like helps them focus in providing high-quality care for every one of us. So that's an area uh, we are definitely very, very excited about, uh, and that's an area we do want to continue to make progress. And that's an area we'll continue to see as we see a lot of these startups as well as big players. Uh, we'll see continued adoption and coming up of very innovative solutions in this particular space. A uh, couple of areas to definitely keep in mind is uh, data security, compliance. Obviously, these are very critical. And uh, as we see big players coming in, as we see more and more uh, uh, attention on the compliance and privacy side of things. 
making sure that you have all the, the boxes checked off on the security, compliance, and privacy would be very critical. And the, the one additional area which is will become more and more important, and it's already happening at this point, is, is really the model explainability. Right? It's no longer okay to say, yeah, I'm actually recommending uh, something in EHR because the model confidence it's a 0.9. Uh, that's now that doesn't really fly well with our physicians and our customers. Giving them some more insights into uh, what factors, what features were important, uh, what critical for that particular model production. Uh, really, the model explainability side of things uh, that would become more and more important, especially in in context of healthcare space uh, going forward. Excellent. Well. Brad, we really appreciate you taking the time out to come on, talk to us about not just your own background, but all of the great work at Athena Health. I think if anyone is looking to learn about the steps to gain confidence in machine learning and data science, they should look no further to, to what you guys have done. An incredible um, example of gaining confidence from the C-suite and, and front office. Um, we appreciate you giving us some insight into the team how you've gone about building and the advice that offered to the next generation of aspiring data scientists. So thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, JP, thank you very much for the discussion. Thank you for inviting me here. AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldus members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldous member and get the Aldous advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldous.com. That's www.aldous.com. Aldous International, empowering through AI.